Ladies and gentlemen, it's Jermaine Cologne Mendez. Not here with your usual edition of episode, but still here with my co-host, Nicholas Morhan, for a special edition of Podcast Room 303. A special four-part NFL kickoff episode in which Jermaine and I will wade through the mists of, and really I, I would say the bullshit as well, of all the NFL pundits on your television and your smartphones and your and the YouTubes and the Facebooks talking about their NFL top 100 list, Jermaine. And you know what I see in every single one of them? They get it wrong. Uh-uh. Not today, ladies and gentlemen. We are coming with the heat. We are anti-quarterback because other positions matter too. We are pro-hog mollies. We are pro-defensive hosses. Here's looking at you, Aaron and Quentin. Yes, we're on a first-name basis. They are friends of the podcast. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. You heard it here. The top 100 players for the NFL 2019 season as ranked by yours truly, Nick and Jermaine. That's correct. Yeah. And this is the all encompassing list. It is right. Uh, beyond a shadow of a doubt, your opinions don't matter. If you'd like to send them to us so that we can disregard them, that's fine. You can do that as well. Uh, but we uh, basically, what we'll do is we'll go through uh, the top 100 players. We'll do a f- it's going to be a f- through four parts. This is obviously part one. Um, we recommend you start at part one, but if you just want to get to the end, then skip ahead to part four. But over the next coming weeks, uh, we're going to release uh, these these episodes, parts, parts one through four, so be on the lookout for it. So, Jermaine, you want to kick us off with, some, with a little special trivia edition? Sure, absolutely. I do want to caveat this and let everyone know that past participation matters not in the 2019 season. It's all about what you did in that season. I don't give a what about your name value. Sorry, we're looking at you, Larry, Legend Fitzgerald. Or J.J. Watt. Or J.J. Watt. Great guys. Great A stand-up guys. You're not on this list. A little foreshadowing for you people at home. Anyways, on to the trivia question. Today's trivia question is, Since the inception of the NFL Top 100, which is voted on by NFL players on the NFL Network, it started. So what year did it start and which four players have not missed the list since it did start? And we'll give you those answers at the end of the episode. I almost said the year it started. There you go. You almost pulled a nick and ruined it. (sighs) Quick-witted, caught it. Ain't no slips today, ladies and gentlemen. Without further ado, we're going to go ahead and kick this list off. And Nick is going to introduce our number 100 player. Should I do like should I do like a low voice before I do it? Number 100. Yeah, absolutely. So my number one, our number 100 is obviously, since we got to show love to the, to the specialists, Baltimore Ravens uh, kicker, Justin Tucker. Um. Justin Tucker, obviously he brings what Jermaine just said, both uh, name brand value and a great kicker. Uh, From 40-plus yards, he was 11 for 12 last year. He only missed one field goal. That's 96%. Uh, And he also kicked 
uh, 57 extra points. Um, and, uh, yeah, so he's like a pretty good kicker. He, he, he pigskins well. Yeah. I mean, he's, I, <laughs> he was, he was all right. Uh, 2019 was the fourth time he has been an all pro. Uh, he has been an 11 time player of the week and a, and a seven time player of the month. Yeah. No big so, deal. No big deal. Yeah. A reliable kicker is super important. It gets those point scores. Anyways, on to number 99. Number 99. Coming in as our first quarterback off the list, New England Patriots faithful, the GOAT himself, Thomas Radikowski Brady. <laughs> watch out, watch out, haters. This is the first one that we're going to get some flack for, Jermaine, because we ranked him this Tom Brady at 99. He's the go. Blah, blah, blah. I was like, did you watch it last year? The defense held them held the opponents to absolutely nothing, and they could barely score points. But his supporting cast. I was Carson Wentz went to the playoffs with a bag of wet diapers. So I don't want to hear it. Get off my back. Tom Brady was not good last year. He had one of his lowest completion percentage since taking over the starting role was 60.8. He had 4,000 yards passing, a lot of that dink and duck check down. He had eight interceptions and 24 touchdowns for a TD to interception ratio of three. That's just not going to get it done. He threw the ball 613 times and only completed 373. Be better, Tom. Thanks for checking in at 99. But new office or new uh, new outfit, new hope for Tom Brady down in Tampa Bay. And new offense is what I meant to say with old Bruce, old Bruce aired out Arians. We'll see. This is uh, might be the most talent he's had around him for pass catchers. So he has no excuse. Here's looking at you, Tom. There you go. So Tom Brady at number 99. Now moving on to number 98. Number 98 is uh, a man who generates a lot of, let's say, strong opinions. He thinks highly of himself. Uh, he's a he's a shameless self promoter. Doesn't really have the stats to back it up. Uh, at least last year had stats for a decent cornerback, but he's the first cornerback on our top one hundred list. That would be Jalen Ramsey, defensive back from the Los Angeles Rams. Uh, last year, obviously, uh, a down year for him. Still was able to uh, register five pass deflections and an interception uh, on the year. Again, you can kind of attribute some of that to a midseason change in which he spent half the season in in the cesspool that is Jacksonville. Uh, but this, this year will kind of be the crowning year for Jalen Ramsey as he – is is he worth all the talk? So number 98, Jalen Ramsey, our first cornerback on the list. Recently extended Jalen Ramsey. That's right, yeah. 21 recently. mil a year. That's right. So, yeah, you, everything you said, missed a few games, had a bad back, so he comes off the board at number 98. Moving on, ladies and gentlemen. Number, number 97. 97. Frank Clark. Defensive end, Kansas City Chiefs. Frank the Tank. Frank the Tank. Yeah, Super Bowl champ off the list already, coming in at 97. He actually had a 63 pro football grade and an added value of nine. 
uh, you know, he had a few, he had one interception, four pass de- deflections and three forced fumbles. Uh, didn't register double digit sacks. He had only had eight. So it was kind of a down year for him, but he played with a uh, good front four that, uh, that Spagnola, you know, adapted in the middle of the season. And just instead of playing, you know, kind of a keep it in front of us defense, they kind of went after the quarterback and went all out the whole time. So it, it worked. <laughs> they won a Super Bowl, so it clearly worked. Frank Clark off the board. Move yeah, on. also, I, th- I think I think he doesn't get a lot of uh, credit because he is a gap filler for that KC defense. So I, I, that, that can't really be quantified in stats yet because the analytics guys haven't found a way to do it, but he's normally soaking up double teams and triple teams, so... Definitely. He, he definitely gets asked to do a lot of run run fits based on the scheme and the system that they run there in Kansas City. And, you know, sometimes lack of talent. So so that was Frank Clark at, at uh, 97. Number 96 is one of my favorite linebackers in the NFL who I feel like doesn't get enough love. And that's San Francisco's line, San Francisco 49ers linebacker, Fred Warner. Fred Warner, Jermaine, and the people out there played in 99% of the uh, Niners defensive snaps last year. Um, He was, he's an all around linebacker. He can defend the pass. He can force fumbles. He can sack the quarterback and he gets the ball carry and he brings him down on first contact as evidenced by his, uh, he has, he led all linebackers in solo tackles last year. So he gets to the linebacker, or he gets to the, the ball carrier or the quarterback, hits him, brings him down on first time. Criminally underrated uh, Fred Warner. And I think we're going to see, see him take a huge leap this year. But he's my he's our number 96 player and our first linebacker on this list. Yeah, we, we always joke because we see him on the field so much because he's a three-down backer that we think he's been in the league like we think he played with Patrick Willis. <laughs> yeah. He was just the natural handoff. It was Patrick Willis, then Fred Warner. Exactly. <laughs> oh man, Fred Warner. All right, so we're moving on to 95. Number 95. And we actually got the second linebacker coming off the list and it's Preston Smith. Uh, you know, plays for the Green Bay Packers. He actually helped turn around that defense, which uh, if you really look at the numbers, that defense wasn't as good as advertised, right? And as as noticed by their shellacking spy, the San Francisco 49ers, they just don't have enough big people in the middle. And so they can't stop the run. Uh, Preston Smith is loves to get after the quarterback as re- noticed by his 12 sacks that he brought over to the, um, to the, Green Bay Packers and the 23 quarterback hits. So Preston Smith is our number 96 off the board. Number 94. Number 94, obviously the second uh the first second defensive back our first safety in the top 100 list. It's Chicago Bears safety Eddie Jackson. Now, I think so there's there's two metrics that we used here. We used Pro Football Focus's grades uh, we used pro football references value that they came up with called AV approximate value. This is one of the ones where it has a conflict. 
Eddie Jackson brings a lot of value to the Chicago Bears defense, but he is not in good. He is not a uh, all pro class safety. I'll say that he is a very good safety and he's a very valuable safety and he is a top 100 player in the NFL. But I don't think individually he put he has he may have the benefit of playing on a good Chicago Bears defense. Uh, however, he still does he still does a lot of stuff, and 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 you can't you can't ask for anything more. He had he, last year he rendered an interception, a pass over five passes defended, a forced fumble, a sack, and over fifty combined tackles. I, that's I mean, if your safety can get those stats, he's a he's an elite class safety in the NFL. And I don't think I would. I don't think I would complain if I had to get Eddie Jackson as my safety. So number ninety, <laughs> number ninety four, Eddie Jackson. Welcome to the list. Oh, poor you. You have Eddie Jackson. Poor you. That's right. Number ninety three. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. It's the first hog volley off the board. Coming in at number ninety three, we've got Rodney Hudson. And, you know, it's, it's just another one of those positions that's very, very hard to quantify, right, statistically. This is more you have to watch the games. You have to understand, you know, what they're asked to do, how well they're doing it. You know, 904 snaps and three penalties. Yeah, that's terrific. He was above 70 with the pro football focus grade, and he had an added value of 10 on a very underrated Oakland Raiders offensive line. And he is the captain because he is the center of that team. So Rodney Hudson comes in at number 93. Moving on to number 92. So we just had our first hog molly. We're going to add another linebacker. You're going to see a common theme here. He is also our second Baltimore Raven. That is Baltimore Ravens linebacker, Matt Judon. Matt Judon obviously played on a great Ravens team, but is a great linebacker in and of himself. He forces fumbles. He had four last year. He sacks the quarterback. He gets to into the backfield, and he has quarterback hits. He had over 30 quarterback hits uh, last year, nine and a half sna- sacks, 50 tackles, and 14 tackles for a loss. His 14 tackles for a loss were second, or excuse me, third, uh, among all active linebackers, and he's really a stalwart uh, in that Ravens uh, that Ravens defense. Uh, he's the linebacker that kind of anchors that that Ravens defense, and and they tell uh, go kill the quarterback. So Matt Judon, number ninety two. Absolutely. With that being said, it looks like we've got a little run of uh, linebackers here going on uh, the top. Uh, final in the final 10 of the top 100. So coming in at number 91, we've got Jalen Smith, Dallas Cowboys linebacker. He had a uh, over 70 grade if for pro football focus and a 12 added value from pro football reference. He didn't, he registered uh, one interception, nine pass defense, two force fumbles, Two and a half sacks and fifty-four tackles. Uh, it, just a well. Uh, sorry, <laughs> fifty-four tackles. That's incorrect. That dude's a tackling machine. He had one forty-two combined and eighty-three solo. That dude plays sideline to sideline and does not let anyone get out from the backfield past him. 
Dude's got a high motor, tremendous linebacker, and he's only developing. He's only getting better after that freak injury that he had. Uh, so look for him to take another leap now that the Cowboys have added some uh, very unique pieces of depth to their front seven. And the Cowboys actually restructured, um, I think I believe it was Zach Martin's contract to free up $8 million in cap space. So we'll see what they do with that. I believe they're – Either they're going for Earl Thomas or they're probably trying to add some more help to that front seven. So he should have an even better year. Look for him to move up the list next year. So that was number 91, Jalen Smith, linebacker for the Dallas Cowboys. Now, number 90, we have a guy that's kind of grown up with his quarterback and kind of been the passover from uh, receivers before him to now. And now he's getting the chance to pass his abilities off to the rookie wide receivers. That's, of course, Tyler Lockett, five-year wide receiver for the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, Tyler Lockett, obviously, I, I he's kind of one of those guys that has been in Seattle for so long that I kind of forget that he's a five-year guy. Um, he's always. He, he seems like every year he's consistent, but looking at his stats, he really has only been good these last two years. Um, <laughs> so, but don't tell I fantasy mean, owners that. Yeah, to, I mean, yeah, he, he's been he's been consistent in in fantasy every year. I mean, not not a, not a pro football focus grade or an approximate value that jumps off the table to you. But if you're gonna give me a if you're gonna give me player A who has 82 catches, over a thousand yards, and over eight touch or an and eight touchdowns with 12.9 yards per reception, you're gonna take that all day long, right? What if I told you player A was Tyler Lockett? <laughs> <laughs> Your mind would be blown. It's almost like I set that up. So I mean, he's he's kind of a guy. DK Metcalf was a guy that that we could have put in this list, but he just missed the cut because you're not going to put DK Metcalf on this list and not Tyler Lockett. So that's number ninety, Mister Tyler Lockett. Absolutely, well deserved, well deserved. So coming in, we've got another defensive back making the list at number eighty nine. His name is Logan Ryan. And uh, he was one of the more fun defensive players to watch last year for playing for the Tennessee Titans. He's actually now signed with the New York Giants. He was a free agent for a while, just like Jadeveon Clowney. And if you looked at his statistics and what he was asked to do for that Tennessee Titans team. He's an uh, athlete. Man, you just put athletes in space. That dude had four interceptions, 18 pass defense, Four forced fumbles, four and a half sacks as a cornerback, 113 combined tackles, and 73 solo tackles. And they let him walk for free. I guess they saw something that we didn't see. I'm, it's obviously cap restrictions, but, uh, you know, the <laughs> Jadavion Clowney, I guess. Yeah, Jadavion Clowney over Logan Ryan. All right, I guess I see it. So, Logan Ryan, um, you know, he got he's now with the Giants and the Giants got themselves a, a pretty good ball player, in my opinion, because and those- he's and, and and he's now uh, he's now or he's he's kind of that new breed of 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 safety where he can that safety cornerback where he can play anywhere. He can play in the box. He can play as a linebacker. He can play as a corner and a nickel back uh, a, a slip. You play on your best wide receiver, play on your slot receiver or play over top. Yeah, he's definitely allows the kind of versatility you definitely want in a ball player. So. That's for sure. All so right, that's moves. 89, Logan Ryan. Moving on to 88. The highest paid safety in NFL history at 88? 
That's obviously Arizona Cardinals safety Buda Baker and our second safety on this list. Uh, Buda Baker, again, a guy that that uh, led all led all players, not just defensive backs, led all defensive players in the National Football League in solo tackles. He had 147 tackles combined last year, 104 solo tackles. He had six pass defended, one forced fumble, and a half sack. This is kind of like the the better version of 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 a, of a he, he's like a he's like a Logan Ryan if Logan Ryan were to play safety. I mean he's 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 a do it all player. He's a do it all safety who they play up in the box very often, and and he gets the job done. So that's that's Buda Baker. And I and I would say he's he's just outside that top class of 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 safety in the NFL, but he's doing very well for himself on the Arizona Cardinals. And obviously the Cardinals saw uh in him what the Titans didn't see in Logan Ryan and paid the man. Yeah, absolutely. Um Buddha Baker is what we're gonna have to start affectionately calling a a, a sweeper safety. In uh, in the kind of ilk of uh, Manuel Sweet, Newer. sweeper sweeper keeper, yeah, <laughs> he he just does it all and he maintains that line of scrimmage. So uh, coming in at eighty seven, we've actually got Laramie Tunsil, offensive tackle for the Houston Texans, who Houston gave up quite a bit of ca- draft capital to bring in to sure up. Deshaun Watson's blind side. And I don't know if it necessarily paid off. I mean, it was definitely an upgrade. But if you look at some of his issues, he had 18 penalties last year, and he leads the our offensive lineman list. Uh, and 18 is substantial. I mean, that's that's a little more than one a game. You can book him for a flag a game. Yeah. A- and he gave up the most of our offensive linemen on this list with three sacks. But Still you know, young. If you know anything about offensive line, it's a unit, right? If you don't play together, or you don't have other capable, decent players, which the Houston Texans don't on their offensive line, you're going to suffer. And they asked him to block one of the hardest positions in football and block some of the best freakish athletes in football every single day. He had 915 snaps. I mean – he should have given up more since they just kept him on an island like that. So Laramie Tunsil comes in at 87 for us. Larry Tunsil, obviously still young. He could, he, he will improve in the future. Uh, obviously could, we could say the same thing for him getting traded from Miami, a new town, new situation. So uh, we'll see how that works out. Number 86, one of my favorite wide receivers uh, in the NFL and kind of overshadowed on his, on his own team. Uh, on really on every team he's played on, kind of overshadowed. That's wide receiver, Cleveland Browns wide receiver, Jarvis Landry. Uh, Jermaine and I have had spirited debates in the past whether Jarvis Landry is better than Odell Beckham. I think he is better than Odell Beckham. I have the stats to to back it up. Uh, Jermaine uh, poo-poos me every time I bring these stats up. Um, but I think last you're year, crazy. Last year, obviously, he did have uh, better stats than Odell Beckham. Odell was hurt. Um, but really uh, Baker Mayfield has an embarrassment of riches and it starts with Jarvis Landry. And when a guy like Odell Beckham Jr. goes down, you've got to think that sinks the ship. But Jarvis Landry has been stepping up uh, all throughout his career in the NFL. Last year, obviously 83 catches, 
over 11,000 yards, six touchdowns, 14.1 yards per reception, and 73 yards per game. That that places him basically outside the Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, Tyreek Hill, that top tier. I would say he is is a very good wide receiver, um, and that's why he's on our 100 list. He's a very good wide receiver. Against the second best cornerback on that team, just just want to make note of that. Unless he's Richard Sherman, he plays zone, and then he just plays right there. <laughs> so he could play the best cornerback, but whatever. All right, that was number eighty six. So coming in at number eighty five, we have Jarvis Landry's teammate Odell Beckham Jr., wide receiver, Cleveland Browns. So clearly, Nick and I aren't as far apart as we usually say. Um, just far enough apart for me to get OBJ above him. <laughs> so uh, last year, despite playing hurt, he had 74 receptions. He had 1,035 yards, four touchdowns, and 14 yards per reception. So if you were paying attention to what Nick just said about uh, Jarvis Landry, it's it's essentially identical, the stats that they put up. So I think that's how I was able to eke OBJ just past Jarvis Landry. And this, he, po- this podcast will not reference any of the slander this man receives on a yearly basis. That dude gets attacked for no reason. We are pro-OBJ. The dude is wild. The dude is a game-breaker. So that was obviously 85 OBJ. Number 84, 84, is a defensive lineman, a defensive end, uh, who recently switched teams, obviously was a big contributor to his team's playoff run last year, um, but now has left. In the mold of this team, they let this guy walk uh, again, and that is obviously defensive end Jarrell Casey. Broncos defensive end Jarrell Casey. Uh, Jarrell Casey obviously was a huge contributor, like I already said, to that uh, that Titans team that made the playoffs last year, made that great run, right? It wasn't all just Ryan Tannehill. It was the defense, too, and he's kind of that anchor of the defense. Um, hold on, hold you, on. You said it wasn't all Ryan Tannehill? I think uh, you got the wrong, wrong, uh, wrong r- backfield. <laughs> Ryan Tannehill, that's right, yes. Dude, we're just slandering Derrick Henry like that? <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. Carry it on. wasn't all Ryan. It wasn't all Ryan Tannehill. Um, because, well, I mean, like, look, they had Derrick Henry when they had Marcus Mariota, and they weren't winning. So, but we'll we'll we'll, we'll get to that. We'll get to that later. So, Jarrell Casey, obviously, his his main uh, contribution to the Titans was uh, stopping the run and getting off the quarterback or getting to the quarterback and forcing the fumble, right? One forced fumble, two fumble recoveries last year, five sacks, got to the quarterback pretty often, uh, 44 combined tackles. But his 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 presence is bigger than stats, right? And it's just, it's a presence on uh, the the actual Titans defense and leading the, the defense as he's one of the veterans. That's why you kind of see uh, the reports coming out that that him going to the Broncos creates problems for the AFC because he knows how the Titans play and the NFC South plays and everything like that, or the AFC South, excuse me. Uh, and that, that just showcases what type of a leader he was in that locker room. So number 84, Jarrell Casey. Yeah, one last note. Coming into the 2020 season, now that Von Miller had that freak injury, uh, the Jarrell Casey trade is going to be way more important for added depth on that on that 
Broncos front seven. So uh, it's probably actually really good that they picked up a top 100 for a seventh round pick. All right. For sure. So, So moving on, we've got number 83. And his name is Dante Hightower. New England Patriots linebacker. Uh, this dude was kind of a conundrum to watch, right? So I think his statistics are inflated because he had the benefit on pl- of playing for one of the best defenses, right? So if you looked at his pro football grade, which is sub-70, and then you looked at his added value from pro football reference, which is 17, it kind of leaves you scratching your head. Um, but it's because of the sheer amount of talent that he played in between of. So he had no interceptions, four pass defense, five and a half sacks, 71 combined, 47 solo, uh, you know, 13 cute quarterback hits. And uh, did, did he not add it? Did he not score any touchdowns? That's an interesting question, but so, I do not believe he did. I wonder why it's added value is i think we looked that up i've already sorry slipped my mind but don donta hightower comes in on the top 100 at number 83 now number 82 another hog molly because we are a hog molly hot podcast and like jermaine said you really have to watch the offensive line play to understand how good these are uh but the next person on our list uh number 82 Green Bay Packers offensive lineman David Bakhtiari. Uh, David Bakhtiari obviously has the same thing that Jermaine just talked about. Doesn't have a very good position grade when compared to all the other offensive linemen. Oh, has a good one, has an average grade. Above average, we'll say that. Above average grade, but his approximate value is one of the highest of offensive linemen, meaning he contributes to the team, but maybe it's not seen in his play a little bit or his or his stats, right? That's probably coming from his 11 penalties, obviously second highest among the offensive linemen on this list. Uh, and he also gave up two sacks, again, second highest uh, on the offensive linemen. If you can tell me a guy is going to play over 1,000 snaps and only give up two sacks uh, and only have 11 penalties, I'll take that every day. And also, I, 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 Jermaine can probably say he's on this list because of Jermaine uh, loves him as a football player. Cause we, I know that Jermaine just really loves him as a football player. He can't get enough of David Bakhtiari, but 15% of the reason that he's on this list is because of his beer chugging ability. So uh, that's number 82, David Bakhtiari. So for those of you taking notes at home, I don't really like David Bakhtiari. I don't think he's that great. What? I think he's, uh, very overrated, but one thing, as noticed by his 11 penalties, I think he's overrated. But one thing that can't be ignored is the splits that Aaron Rodgers has, has when he misses or plays a game, which is why he was able to get onto this list. If you can impact a quarterback's statistics that drastically, you're clearly doing something well. And uh, one other note for Dante Hightower, he did have one fumble return for a touchdown. Just want to make sure we get that out of the way all right so rounding out the second 10 block of the top 100 at number 81 we have another wide receiver often imitated never duplicated balled out with Blake Bortles and Mitchell Trubisky as his quarterback why doesn't this dude get enough respect we've got him on our top 100 coming in at 81 with an above 80 PFF grade 
and a nine added value from pro football reference. I mean, he was two catches away from 100 receptions last year. 98, 1,147 yards, seven touchdowns with an average depth of 11.7 yards. And that's what Mitchell Trubisky throwing the ball. <laughs> so you have to trust him to get it, get it to you. He came in with 71.7 yards per game as well. The dude just knows how to get open and make his quarterback look somewhat salvageable. And that's what Allen Robinson does. And you can't ask for more from wide receivers. So take a bow, young man. You come in at number 81. And at number 80, as we like to do, we make runs on position. So at number 80, Carolina Panthers wide receiver, DJ Moore. Now, DJ Moore has the uh, same problem that Allen Robinson had, except uh, he doesn't have starter quality quarterbacks throwing to him. Uh, Mainly, uh, Will Greer and Kyle Allen were throwing him the ball last year. Uh, Cam Newton attempted to throw uh, a little bit for two games and then couldn't do it. But my man, DJ Moore, obviously keep pounding Carolina Panthers still posted uh, a little bit less than 90 receptions, 87 receptions uh, over 1100 yards, only four touchdowns and 78.3 yards per game. That only four touchdowns really speaks to how terrible the Carolina Panthers were last year and how DJ Moore was one of two shining spots on that team. And when I say one of two, I'm talking offense and defense. I mean, ever since he's come into the league, first of all, when he came into the league and joined that team, you you have to be blessed by the god of Carolina Panthers football and the god of Carolina Panthers wide receivers. Uh, and that would be Steven Smith. Senior, Steve put Smith, some respect on it. If Steve Smith Sr. does not bless you, a.k.a. Kelvin Benjamin. He will continue to remind you that he did not bless you uh, every year. And when you try to clap back, he, you're not going to win that battle. Steve Smith has blessed DJ Moore by saying he is the closest wide receiver comp that he has ever seen to himself. And that was after his rookie year. And so far, he hasn't proved him wrong. No. You would just obviously like to see a little bit more touchdowns, but that speaks to more Carol's, Carolina's red zone play than it does actual DJ Moore. So number 80, DJ Moore. Yeah, so DJ Moore and Allen Robinson are both plagued by the same thing, except DJ Moore's I, as bad as Mitchell Trubisky is and as much as I love to make fun of him because he got drafted before Watson and Mahomes, uh, you know, he's still better than Kyle Allen, Will Greer. Shoot, he's better than them combined. <laughs> like, yeah. So that that's our initial top 20, and we've got a final, you know, four. Oh, that's 21. That we, that's 21 that we just hit. So coming in at number 79, is this the first running back off the list? I believe it, it is. It is the first running back off our list. We've got Christopher Columbus Carson, Seattle Seahawks running back. He had a 77.9 pro football focus grade and a 10 added value. And he's continuously slept on by all comers, fantasy or in real football. He had 278 rush attempts last year for 1,230 yards, seven touchdowns with a 4.4 yards per tote, 82 yards per game. He had 37 Uh, catches of 47 targets for 266 yards and two touchdowns. 
I mean, if I'm getting that kind of – it's so funny. We make fun of running backs for holding out and the NFL not paying them. But when you look at how much value they add, it's almost criminal that they don't get paid. What's because Car- nobody knows about Chris Carson? <laughs> I per, I, I, perenno, I, per, I can't even say that. Yearly, I think that he's the second running back in Seattle. I'm like, who's the other guy? Oh, no, it's just him. And that's so funny. Every year, everyone's like, oh, this is the year uh, Rashad Penny takes over. Oh, this is the year CJ Procise takes over. Oh, this is the year that Alex Collins takes over. And Chris Carson continues to beat them away with a stick while racking up 1,000-yard rushing seasons. And nobody values it. <laughs> like, it's so crazy. Not just 1,000-yard seasons. Like you said, over 1,200 yards last year. There's there's tiers of 1,000-yard seasons, and that's extra. That's over. Yeah, he's some of the players we have ahead of him, he had more yards rushing than them. But, you know, those players obviously add more value in other places or had less rushing attempts. Anyways, that's neither here nor there. This is our list. It's correct. Don't worry about it. So coming in at number 79 was Chris Carson. And now number 78, Los Angeles Rams wide receiver, Cooper Cup. Now, Cooper Cup, obviously, uh, Jermaine and I had a little debate. We thought he was beset by injuries last year. Uh, He was not. And looking at this man's statistics, he was apparently the only pass catcher that Jared Goff had. Uh, He had 94 catches for uh, over 1,100 yards, 10 touchdowns. Uh, and 12.4 yards per reception. Uh, kind of the, a middle-of-the-road pro football focus grade and a middle-of-the-road uh, average value. But you, you just got to look at what, first of all, white skill players for me do it. Um, that's why he's in the top 100 for me because he's a white skill player. And and anytime you get one of those, uh, a la Wayne Krebet, especially white, white, wide receivers, you got to love him. But, I mean, he's been putting up – if you really take out that injury, the injury season that he had two years ago now, I mean, he has been a consistent 80-plus, 1,000-plus, 10-touchdown-plus guy, especially even or even when he's been surrounded by talent and maybe has not even been the number two or number – or not, not been the number two wide receiver on his own team. Yeah, so he's actually, you know, he's actually Jared Goff's security blanket. That's who he looks for, like, when he's in trouble. Jared Goff loves targeting the slot. That's why Cooper Cup continues to put up statistics. And you and I had it backwards because he was coming off injury. But last year, he was the only receiver who didn't miss any games. It was actually Robert Woods who missed, Brandon Cooks missed. I think even uh, Josh Reynolds <laughs> missed, who's the fourth wide receiver. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, Shout out Cooper Cup. Um, if Sean McVay would have played him more last year, because I think he averaged 70% of the snaps for the season. Maybe they were easing him back in because of the injury. But oh, if he plays more this year, I look for him to catapult up these rankings for Room 303 next year. No doubt. So coming in at number 77, we, 77. Have, a, we have another defensive back. And another Tennessee Titan. That team has got a lot of talent. It's no surprise that they were actually in the AFC Championship after all. When you like sit back and actually evaluate and you pay attention. Because, I mean, there's only like four Titans fans in the world. Shout out all my buddies. 
Shout out all the homies back in in Nashville. That's not true, <laughs> dude. There's no Titans fans. There's like four total. That's very true. The, the only time they sell out their stadium is when the opposing team's fans come there. That's that's true facts. That's facts. So we've had Kevin Byers, one of the slept on safeties in the league. I love watching this dude play. He's an absolute ball hawk safety, and that is what I like in the ilk of Ed Reed. He's probably a little more athletic than Ed Reed, which is saying something. He had five interceptions last year, nine pass defenses, and 84 combined tackles with 60 solo. Like, that's what I'm looking for in my safety. Just get me the ball back and don't let him pass you. That's it. He had an above 75 PFF grade, and he had an added value of seven, which is a little low. That's probably – that means they asked him to do a lot of – impossible things compared to other players right because he's so talented they're asking him to do things that they're not going to ask you know uh eli apple to do because he's not going to be able to do it so kevin byard gets left on an island and therefore gets knocked a little bit and a lot of people sleep on him but not us welcome to the list young man take take a bow and our final player on this part one NFL top 100 countdown is number 76, former Jacksonville Jaguars defensive lineman. God rest his soul uh, for that. He finally, he, he pushed his way out of purgatory and got to the Baltimore Ravens who have to have one of the scariest defenses in the NFL. Now, obviously defensive end Calais Campbell, Calais Campbell uh, is a guy who, uh, was the best player on Jacksonville's defense for years. Uh, kind of speaks to the culture of Jacksonville more than anything, but has an above 90, the third highest defensive lineman PFF grade uh, in the year. He does really everything. Defends the pass, forces fumbles, uh, even scoops and scores at one point last year. Sacks the quarterback, gets in the backfield, and hits the quarterback. Of the uh, defensive players, he has the second most quarterback hits with 25 on the year. 10 tackles for loss, 56 combined tackles last year. I mean, what can you say about this man in terms of athleticism? He's a freak. It's finally good to see him going to a team uh, where he's going to have sustained success and the success that he deserved because he's been a – He's he's been a a top player for uh, a very long time at at, at his uh, at his position and only one All Pro, but he went to the Pro Bowl last year. But you know how Jermaine and I feel about Pro Bowls. So at seventy six, seventy six, Clayus Campbell that'll finish out our list. Part one of our list. Part one, we got through the first 25 of the list, and now on to the trivia question. So we asked you, who were the four players to not miss top 100 since inception? And what year did the list start, right? So the list started in 2011. So it was actually at the uh, you know start of that decade, 2011. And four players have – not missed this list since it started. Three of them are quarterbacks, and one of them is a shocker, but not really a shocker, but it's a wide receiver. And those four players are Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, Drew Brees, and Larry Fitzgerald. Larry Legend. Larry Legend, the aforementioned. All right, so that ends uh, part one. We're going to go ahead and uh, wrap this up and start the next one. See yeah, you on the tune other in, side. Uh, 
tune in for uh, part two whenever we drop it. Stay tuned to the social media for whenever part two drops. Peace. Hey, everybody. Have you ever watched a game and said to your buddies, I knew. Insert player name here. Was going to do that. Alas, the sports gods have delivered us a solution. The Thrive Fantasy app. Thrive is a -a one-of-a-kind daily fantasy sports app specifically for player props. They've eliminated the need to do countless hours of research because they only ask you about top-tier athletes in the NFL, NBA, MLB, PGA, or esports. For the NFL, you choose 10 out of 20 player prop options, and yes, even Falcons players are available. For fans of the NBA, MLB, or PGA and esports events, choose 5 out of 10 player prop options to complete your lineup. Thrive even offers new contests daily for each PGA event, meaning if your golfer doesn't make the cut, you'll still have a chance to win big. By this time, you should be asking, but Nick, how do I make money? Well, each prop has an associated over or under fantasy point total based on its likelihood to occur. But beware, the more points a selection is worth, the riskier it is. By racking up the most points, you win the prize pool. And since launching in 2018, Thrive has paid out more than $1.3 million in prizes. So what are you waiting for? Use promo code ROOM303 when you sign up and receive an instant $20 bonus on your first deposit of $20 or more. Yes, that's $20. And also code ROOM303. Download Thrive Fantasy and prop up today. Not all states qualify. Hey, Room 303 listeners. Are you looking for a way to make every game day exciting, even when your favorite team isn't suiting up? Then Thrive Fantasy is the destination you're looking for. A -a one-of-a-kind daily fantasy sports app for player props. They have options for NFL, NBA, MLB, PGA, and eSports. Guess what? They even take all the research out of it for you by only asking about top-tier athletes in their respective sports. Each prop has a fantasy point total associated with the over-under based on its likelihood to occur. The more points a selection is worth, the riskier it is, baby. Rack up the most points to win a share of the prize pool. Build your lineup daily and earn all that moolah. For NFL, choose 10 out of 20 player prop options. NBA, MLB, PGA, and eSports, choose 5 out of 10 player prop options. With PGA having new contests each match day, Thursday, Friday, and so on. Still on the fence? Well, here's the nudge you need. Use promo code ROOM303 when you sign up and you will receive an instant $20 bonus on your first deposit of $20 or more. I'll repeat that. Promo code ROOM303. A $20 bonus. Thrive has awarded over $1.3 million in prizes since launch in 2018. What are you waiting for? To be up 28 to 3? Download Thrive Fantasy now and prop up today. Not all states qualify.